I woke up this morning and I went outside to get in the car and and I heard the blowers from the uh, gas station across the street, I guess, cleaning their parking lot. And my car's parked on the street. Well, they, you know, not really to complain, but just to talk about it, why not? Because uh, how disrespectful is it to blow a pile of dirt onto somebody's car? I mean, you can see where it's all on the window, on top, on the hood, everything. Not just a little dirt, but a lot of dirt. I mean, how disrespectful is that? I want to go over there and find out who the company was that was doing it and call in a complaint on them. But uh, uh, it's so busy over there, I don't feel like going over there. I'll wait until it's slowed down a little bit and then ask them why their company is doing that. But uh, it's just interesting to me that people are so disrespectful. I can't see it. I mean, I don't see... I can't see that being a good thing in life anywhere where that's a good trait being a disrespectful, uh, you know, careless person who doesn't consider the people around them. I mean, I don't get that. I don't get the mentality, but that's why I'm talking about it because <laughs> I don't get the mentality. I really don't get it where I'm from. We open the door for people, hold the door open for them. Uh, say good morning, you know, uh, you know, we, in passing, you know, but, um, apparently they don't do much of that up here where I'm at. I tried to say good morning to a few people before and they just look at me like, I don't know what they thought, <laughs> but, uh, tried to open the door, hold the door open a few times and not, not out of the way, you know, not, not to make a, a scene or anything. I just barely, you know, casually nonchalant, good morning, or open a door and people reject it. It's like, what's wrong with these people? What is wrong? And that's what makes me sometimes think, is it the water? Are they drinking water from the store or water out of these faucets? I don't know. But, uh, I don't know. Um, the inconsideration, it just blows me away. But, um, I kind of, I mean, I'm not mad about it. I'm just like, wow. I mean, look, it's just a common thing in life now. Disrespectful, inconsiderate people. It's common. It's just a common thing. Um, I uh, I don't know. I, I just assume that, and sometimes I assume that everybody thinks like me. And that, Well, I used to think that way. And, and today I know that nobody, not a lot of people think the same way as I do because they have influence. They have friends around them to influence them. They have family members who give them a pat on the back or whatever, um, tell them they're doing a good job. You know, uh, they have a different setting and so they get a different view on things. And, uh, that's the view that I don't get. I just get the view from my own eyes pretty much my own eyes and my own ears. Um, eventually I'll have friends again, but, uh, It'll probably be in a church because uh, these people out here that just, especially the drivers, I'm like, oh my God, what is, <laughs> who are these people? Uh, twice this morning, they tried to pull out in front of me and it was pretty much on purpose because I was in plain view. Uh, they didn't really pull out in front of me. They just pretended like they were as if it was going to 
choke me up and make me steer my wheel quickly or something. I don't know what they were trying to do, but it happens all the time. Every time I go out, it doesn't really bother me anymore. I just videotape them and, and that's that on that. So if they get too wrong, I've got video of it. Um, yeah, I like to keep video of everything now because unfortunately people aren't good all the time. They're not good all the time. Um, they're nosy. <laughs> that's another, that's a pet peeve of mine. Nosy people um, who think everybody's suspicious who aren't them. I don't like those people. I'm not really into that type of person. I, it's just soon you stay away from me if you got a million questions about other people. Because <laughs> I've had people coming up and make conversations about people and and I'm like, I don't know the person you're talking about that well. I know who you're talking about, obviously, but but I don't need to hear all this gossip and and hear questions and, you know, keep it to yourself. I'm just not down with it. And then they kind of look at me like I'm crazy, but that's okay, too. Um, I'd rather not get involved in gossip. It tells me in the Bible to stay away from gossip. It sure does. I talk enough at home. I don't need to go out and talk and spread rumors about people. I don't need to go on the internet and spread rumors about people. Um, I don't need to complain to people. I don't need to. I just like to have a conversation every now and then. And, and uh, my wife is pretty much the limit of my conversations because uh, she uh, she's here and she doesn't mind listening. Or at least she seems like she doesn't mind listening while she's tweeting. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, uh, yeah, it's a interesting world we live in. Um, I just don't know what to think of it. I'm trying to figure out a way to get up out of here and uh, find some place to call our own eventually. So we've already we've already begun our plan and. And uh, there's going to be falls between here and there. I mean, we tried to get a credit card. Oh, my goodness. You know how long it took? We kept going through these these applications and, the, and they're getting nothing back. No response or nothing. And we're like, what is this? Finally, it goes through. And that's all we needed was one to start it off. And uh, so there's the start. It'll probably take some years to get it good, but not too many years. <laughs> uh, Got to have decent credit. I'm figuring that out. If you want to live in a home on a piece of land that belongs to you, you got to have good credit or a whole lot of cash, one of the two. And uh, you got to have the good credit. Got to have that. And I'm realizing it now. I never thought before that that would be necessary, but yeah, it's necessary. Uh, yeah, we'd like to have a piece of land where, you know, where, uh, it's safe from uh, people playing any games or, you know, people manipulating my vehicles or what have you. Um, our own piece of land, you know, maybe with an alligator in the front and an alligator on all four sides of the house, maybe on a chain or uh, like like a moat around the house with alligators in it or <laughs> or... or pit bulls surrounding the house. I don't know, but whatever the case, we got our own place and we don't have to deal with anything other than the stupid traffic and, and you know, the, 
the obnoxious people, but I'm used to more obnoxious people than what live in the place I live in now. Uh, in the Vancouver, Washington, the people aren't nearly as obnoxious as I've met before in the South. I, there are some obnoxious people down there. They really are, except the only difference is they come to your face when they have a problem with you. They come to you directly and talk to you. Well, most of them. And uh, they don't play games and beat around the bush and gossip. That that doesn't really happen as much where I'm from as it does here. Uh, when I saw it here in Washington, I saw the gossiping. I mean, immediately when I first got my first job, it was it was like gross gossip. I mean, so thick. <laughs> it was. They go to lunch and and gossip and play games with other people who work with them, and I'm like. What is this all about? You know, it's a totally different atmosphere um, than what I was used to. Um, people just walk up to you and hit you in your mouth where I'm from. Yeah. <laughs> I've been, shoot, people have walked up to me and hit me in the face on numerous occasions. Yes, this is true. <laughs> just walk up to me and hit me. Yeah. I ain't done anything polite, considerate. They don't like me. They come up and they hit me. Of course, I hit back, so they don't do it more than once, but, you know, um, it's been interesting. Um, I saw this guy, as far as the gang stalking goes, um, this guy with the last name Landenberg. Well, there was another guy, uh, called himself the van from Vancouver. Uh, he lived in Vancouver, Washington, and he had a gang stalking thing on Spreaker, um, and he lived in the same place I do uh, and had the same issues that I do. And then at the bottom of this thing where the, someone put, he went, he was uh, found, get, made ward to the state and murdered in a mental hospital or some weird fake story, <laughs> you know, as if to, to deter you from talking about it if they do it to you. That's what I'm assuming that's on there for. Because if you want to kill me, hey, get to get your kill on. I'm not afraid to die. And that's the difference between me and whoever's playing games. That's the difference between me and them. I'm not afraid to die. I know where I'm going. Them, they don't care where they're going, apparently. But, uh, um, yeah, uh, this guy said the same. He was telling the same stories on his Spreaker thing that I'm telling and I didn't hear about him until long after I had published my first book. Um, I didn't even know anything about this guy. And I finally found something about Vancouver gang stalking. And then I saw another thing where there, there's a whole lot of that going on in Washington state. Um, and they say that the police are involved. Now that would be something because this is not a good time for police to be doing something like that. That's for sure. Um, Police have already been villainized enough. They don't need to have that on their hands, too. You know, all these gang stalkings across the United States. And these people aren't crazy. I see the little blogs and, and things they write and put on there and call it the United States of Paranoia. And No, no, it ain't paranoia. And I know firsthand because I saw it myself. Now, for some reason, I lost my fear a long time ago. I guess because I was bullied so much, uh, beat, you know, uh, kidnapped handcuffed chained up 
all that good stuff. I guess I lost my fear. And in losing that fear, I was able to see more clearly what's going on. You can see better when you don't have fear in your way. I'm telling you, you really can. If you don't fear, the main thing is, is not fearing death and not fearing pain because they're both inevitable. It's coming anyway, one way or another. I know that's rough, but it's the truth. Um, but when you get that fear out of the way, well, at least for me, I got the fear out of the way and, and, uh, I could see better. And sometimes that can be hard seeing more than you want to see. That can be difficult. And, uh, uh it's just something you got to live with and deal with. And, um, so I don't know if I would suggest anybody, uh, lose their fear. I don't know. It it really sucks when you want to watch a scary movie because it's like boring. Um, if you live the life I have, it, it the scary movies are boring. Um, when you've seen so much violence and been been through so much violence and just it it uh, changes you. It really does. And I've never been somebody to attack anyone. I've never gone up to someone with intentions on putting my hands on them ever, um, ever in life. Um, but someone called me violent one time because I told them stories about me getting beat up and me retaliating while I was being beat up and beating them up back. <laughs> and so they called me violent. And I'm like, well, yeah, I've been in fights, but I didn't start them. But then I think to myself, well, what's that sound like? They see how society's made it sound like, well, you started, you say you didn't start the fights, but... You know, if you if you're in a fight at all, it's like you're a bad guy. Suddenly, if you defend yourself, you're a bad guy. I don't get that either. That's another thing that another facade that the society seems to want to paint into society, into the public. I don't know. Um, anyway, I don't. I don't. Uh, I don't really. I don't know. It's, it's hard to. I'm not, I'm not concerned about it anymore because I got other things to be concerned with. Uh, but by the same token, I see myself outside of my body through someone else's eyes a lot. It's like I'm too self-aware or something. I don't know what it is. Um, but I see myself through the eyes of someone else, like across the street from me. So I see myself from the outside as well as the inside. And... I try to try to understand what someone else is seeing, and it's um, it's difficult, uh, difficult to explain too. Um, uh, I, uh, you know, I this, the whole thing, this whole gang stalking thing, the the main thing that upsets me about it is that. No one in the world would come clean and that no one wants to hear about it. None of my family or friends want to respond to it other than calling me crazy when I know I'm not. And I got a good idea that somebody's lying to me somewhere. I'm pretty sure of it, but I don't want to accuse somebody falsely. So I just kind of don't say anything and I just keep letting it fall where it may because I know eventually... What comes around goes around. 
and you can use it as an excuse, you know, and say that you were trying to help me uh, change my life or, or whatever you want to say, whatever you want to, whatever your agenda is behind that. That's what I want to know about. I want to know what you were getting out of playing games with me. And that's another thing that bothers me. I want to know why. Um, I want to know why. Um, I want to know who. Um, and I want to know why my own family and quote unquote friends were ignoring me. Well, and then I read all these things online about how uh, people are um, called by these people. Your family and friends are called by them and told to do exactly what my quote unquote family and friends are doing to me. And then I'm thinking to myself, is this all bogus stuff on the internet? designed to make me play into it but then i don't think so you know but on this by the same token it's possible that that's all just a big facade of stories a big series of people putting stories on the internet just to play a game with me but that doesn't make any sense does it what makes me so just like my grandmother told me what makes me so important what makes you so important that someone would play games with you and I agree, and I ask the same question. What makes me so important? I mean, I'm not, uh, I pretty much stayed low-key most of my life uh, when possible. <laughs> when I'm not pushed into a limelight some kind of way. Not even limelight, it's like a red light or a black light. I don't know. Anyway. Uh, so, uh, so I'm getting ready to publish my book finally, and I've been procrastinating about it because... Um, I started waking up in the middle of the night when I was getting ready to try and get the book out there and having these weird, crazy panic attacks and having to run outside. And I thought to myself, it's got to be the pressure from wanting to get this book book out there, you know, and come to find out the doctor had prescribed me these pills called statins and they make people go nuts. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, I had no clue. He didn't tell me about all this before he gave it to me. And so I stopped taking that crap after I pulled it up on the internet and saw what it was. And uh, he took me off of my blood pressure meds. I've had high blood pressure my entire life. He takes me off of my blood pressure meds and put and leaves me on the statins. Now, the blood pressure meds are supposed to ease the statin side effects a little. Well, he didn't want those eased. It was like, and he, and he told me afterwards that he still wanted me to take them. I'm like, no, I'm not taking them, buddy. No. And then that was the end of it. Yeah. But, uh, I feel like, uh, almost like, uh, almost like they are trying to get me to be killed or something or, or want me to put myself in a position. I don't know. It's, it's weird. But uh, I was reading that where these people are saying it happens forever and it just keeps going. No, it ain't going to keep happening with me. I guarantee it. Now, I'll, I will get you before you continue to do it my entire life. I promise you that. Yeah. It won't happen my entire life. I will have cameras all over the place, buddy. And that's all you need, cameras. That's it. That's how you solve gang stalking. Cameras. Cameras on your body. Cameras in your vehicle, cameras in your home, cameras outside your home. Hey, let them call you schizo. It don't matter. At least you got the security of knowing when some jerk wants to play games, 
you got him on video. And so that's the way to beat gang stalking cameras. And they're relatively cheap today. So I suggest that anybody who's having problems with people playing games with them, get cameras. Definitely. Um, if you can find find places to put them where people would never expect, put them in places they would expect, put them all over the place. <laughs> Just don't let somebody play games with you. Um, and if they do play games with you, don't go nuts over it because who cares? They're just jerks. That's they're, they're nothing. They have an agenda and let them play with their agenda. You just drive by them, ignore them, slow down. Don't let, and I read this thing about, uh, this guy was complaining that he was being gang stalked and, uh, they were boxing him in on the street. Um, and I think to myself, they can't box you in if you don't stay too close to the car in front of you. Stay back about 10 cars from the car in front of you, and there's no way they can box you in. So you can beat that. <laughs> so uh, anyway, um, uh, I got to get back to this book and get try and get this book done and, and finished edited and get it on out there. And I think I'm going to just continue to do podcasts because why not? Um, even if nothing's really going on that day, I'm sure I could remember something else from the past. Uh, I've got a lot of things in there, but some of the things I don't want to dig out because they're really crazy, but hey, you know, maybe eventually I will. Y'all have a great day. God bless you.